0: That sound is so soothing. I feel like I'm sitting beside a fireplace snuggled up with a book while the air is full of the aroma from my favorite candle. Welp, I guess I better snap out of it as I'm actually sitting in my office making sure these bills are paid. This coconut wax candle sure does transport you to a space of mental relaxation. These uniquely blended scents and these individually hand poured candles never seem to irritate my allergies. I can't wait to set the mood tonight and soak in a bubble bath full of self-love. What have you done for yourself lately? Treat yourself or someone else to a toxic-free candle from Kahana Candles. Relax, you won't regret it. Candles are available at www.KahanaCandles.com and ship nationwide. That's Kahana, K-A-H-A-N-A, candles with a K.com. Lily and I legit talk about any and everything, and so we decided why not include our listeners on this. I hope you guys enjoy our conversations. This is The Crossover.
1: All right, so today's topic,
0: love languages, my favorite thing to talk about besides sex to be honest
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i haven't talked about love languages in a really long time what is for love
1: language my primary the last time i did this quiz um was five years ago mm-hmm. and my primary love language is quality time no i'm lying it's words of affirmation and the second one is quality time what about yours
0: so I took this quiz because my mom bought me the book oh so before I read the book I was I noticed like I flipped through the book before I read it and I was just like oh there's a link let me go take this quiz and so I took the quiz so that when I read the book I could read more in depth and pay more attention to which level in which I was so I took it years ago. I probably should take it again to see if it's still the same. I guarantee it's probably still the same. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I took it, quality time was number one. But all the other ones were not far behind. All of my scores were very, very close. Which to me means quality time is number one, but you can show it in so many different ways. Right. Like you can do it in gifts, but it's like, how are you giving the gifts? How are you showing words of affirmation? Like, For me, Mm. it's all quality, not quantity. You can give me a thousand and one gifts, but like, okay. And what way did you do it?
1: I've never thought of it that way. that makes so much sense. And that's so you.
0: It is, right? But Mm -hmm. then like when I first did it, most people were like, oh, you're so spoiled. That makes perfect sense. Like all of them are coming so close together. And I'm like, "Am am I spoiled? Or like, do I just know who I am?
1: That part. I hate that. Well, for those who are not aware, there are five love languages. Um, the five of them are physical touch, acts of service, gift giving, quality time, and words of affirmation. So the other ones, I can tell you, it ranked from for me: words of affirmation, quality time,
0: acts of service, gift giving, last one was physical touch. That's so interesting. So going through everything I've gone through. I wonder if everything would rent differently now. I don't even remember like what order it would be in, but I'm just like gauging myself currently. And I'm just like, literally when you're reading it, I'm like, words of affirmation will be last for me.
1: Because like your words mean
0: nothing to me. I'm so like, it's about your action. And yeah. I'm but just I'm like, the when the way. words don't meet up with what you're doing,
1: yeah. I don't want it. But I'm the same way, like you- As long as your actions are matching your words, they mean the world to me.
0: If they are. But I think that's why they would rank lowest to me. So it's just like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so awesome. But then you do this to make me feel like crap. Right. Like I'm paying attention to your actions. So that's why I feel like words of affirmation will ring the absolute lowest for me. I,
1: I think that goes for all of them, though. Like if your quality time for some people is just being next to each other and it's like, no, that's just being physically present. But mm-hmm. are you actually mentally present too? Like if we're together and, you know, oh, we're in the same house. Yeah, but you're in a whole other room doing something completely different. That's not quality time. We're not connecting. So I think I think it depends on what level because each of them have a level, right? So physical touch is not just, um, let's say massages or sex or intimacy. Physical touch could literally be like, a pat on the ass. Uh, it, it literally could just be a hug. Yep or touch of the hand yeah yeah, like anything it could be anything like that's just physical or just being next to each other and feeling each other's warmth like literally
0: that could be because that's intimacy like physical touch is intimacy see I think it's a combination I think it's not only the level but I think it's also depending dependent upon the person Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like my definite my definition of quality time may not be someone else's definition of quality time Like in my previous relationship we literally had to like he looked up the definition of quality time and was like oh you're really not asking for much but then still proceeded not to do it which is like (laughs) words of affirmation don't mean much to me because you're like oh yeah I can do this but like or I'm choosing not to do it and your actions are like backing up like the direct opposite. Well, that wouldn't be a love language. I think if you are saying something and
1: not doing it, that's manipulation. Mm -hmm. So that, that would not be a love language. That to me would be like just a a facade you're putting on and saying something. So it would, for me, it wouldn't even fall under that category. Like it wouldn't be a love language. That's your manipulation language. You say one thing and do another. You claim one thing, do another. You touch me only when it's for Mm -hmm. you, let's say. Or the quality time is, let's say, we're only going to watch your shows. We're only going to watch your movies. We're going to go out to hear I your favorite bands.
0: I feel like that's are that love. But that's not love language, right? No, like, as a
1: service, I'm only do for you what I want you to do for me. No, that's manipulation. Those are, those are manipulation languages. Do you feel like every person has a manipulation language? Oh, yeah. I think everybody, like, on some level mm-hmm. can have less, like, narcissistic tendencies. Because on some level, our inner children will come out when we're upset or when we're needy or we're not fulfilling our own needs. So like, it's going to come out and it's not, it's not going to represent our love side. It's going to come out like our pride
0: side. the right? hero our,
1: side. Yeah. And that's what's at play with narcissism. Right. So I think
0: it definitely will have that. So what would out. you say your manipulation language is? Mm
1: probably acts
0: of service.
1: Mm, why? Probably that because, because it comes from a manipulative mindset. Like for me, gifts, acts of service is service. It's just serving the other person. Love me because I do all of this for you, mm. not because I am this and that's it. So that would probably be my thing. Like I can cook, I can clean, I can whatever. Like I'm going to serve you like a king but you better love me for everything I do for you. You better accept that. You better be grateful, not I'm just going to do this because I love you kind of thing. Cause
0: that's, that's, I that's, think that stems that's, from like, it's so upbringing. interesting to me. It definitely stems from upbringing. So before I asked you the question, I was over here trying to figure out what mine was. Right. And literally, as you're talking, I was like, wow, I think my manipulation language is also acts of of service Mm. because of my upbringing and Mm. just looking at past relationships. But I feel like my partners that I've had in the past would say, not all of them, I think my most recent partner would say that my manipulation language is words of affirmation because it was always thrown in my face that like you're so good with your words and just like because I'm good Uh, at something doesn't mean that I'm not genuine about it
1: got it got it
0: so because I am like bigging you up like I can genuinely mean these things but that doesn't mean that's not that's how the person is receiving it and that's frustrating when I'm being genuine yeah but I do agree with you that like I'm like, I'm out here doing all this. How don't you see it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think my manipulation language is access service. And then I feel like when your manipulation language is kind of like love languages, when they're mm-hmm. not met, it turns into resentment.
1: Absolutely. Because we're giving, it's a business transaction, we're giving with an expectation of something in return which we come off like, I sacrificed, I gave all of this to you with this intention, with this cost. So if it comes with the cost, it wasn't given freely. So it's not love because love is free. Mm -hmm. Hmm. it's not keeping tabs it's not like oh I gave this to you you know on your birthday and you did nothing for mine it's like so you didn't give me anything for my birthday you what you did was put a deposit on what you expected for in return really you you were just trying to say up me if
0: you really love me like that's that's not love I hate that like I have the mindset of when I give something to someone to anyone am I getting it back would I like it back of course But once I give something to someone, I let it go, whether it be a bill or whatever. It's gone. Yeah. Like, would I like a credit? Absolutely. But to me, the money's already gone. Once you just give it away, it's gone. Yeah. So what's the point of being like, oh my God, I wish I had this? We all do. But like, why harp on it? I just, I also feel like
1: in my case, right? So let's say I, did something that I would have liked to be done to me. When it has come back, it doesn't feel the same way because I already put in all this energy it's not and the, the energy effort. It. Right. And it's not that I'm not saying that it didn't come from a good place, but it's just I lived it, I experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I want a new experience. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I, I do think that coming more into my feelings recently that physical touch has changed for me how so like I don't think so I took this quiz five years ago Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's the last one anymore I I've always felt like gifts are not my thing like I don't know how to receive gifts that's why I don't really ask for them because I'm so giving I forget to ask for things I want but like I'm also the kind of person that I want everything but I don't need
0: everything so I don't get everything that's me in a nutshell right so I have a lot of trouble receiving. I, that doesn't mean I'm not going to take when you give it, right? Mm-hmm. But asking. I noticed, right? I have mm-hmm. trouble asking. But um, when I took my love languages quiz years ago, everything was, quality of time was like like far beyond everything else. And then everything, all of the other love languages were like one point apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Some of them were even equal. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, like I have come into that element now, right? And I think the whole like gifts, I don't, I don't like receiving gifts.
0: It has to be the right person. Uh, So for me, I notice that I can receive from people when I'm vibing with them. Uh, But if there's something off and that's what I'm working on, trusting my gut. uh Because when I don't trust Mm -hmm. my gut, it always leads me down a path Whether it be right, wrong, and different, I learned a lesson from it, but it's not the path I should have gone down if I wanted a certain outcome. And so I'm just like, I need to learn how to just be me, Mm -hmm. trust in who I am and what I want, Mm -hmm. and not try to be like, oh, this is what should happen. Not try to force situations, just like literally just be, and I'm learning to be still. Cause I'm so go, 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 go.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: But I'm learning to within the go, go, go be still,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: very, very hard because I'm so on the go all the time. It's like, how do you be still in the constant? That's yes. How do you listen? That's, that's what you're supposed to do all the time. So I'm learning it mm-hmm. and it's been, a, it's been a struggle for me. But I will say um, this last relationship, I learned a lot of lessons and it's taught me discernment. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. lessons that I thought like I didn't learn, clearly I did. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, no, no, no. When certain things come true, no, it's not for me. No, I don't want it. But you said physical touch changed for you.
1: I know it has. I know it has because my husband's love language primarily was physical touch. He also took it five years ago, um, the quiz. So I'm very interested in taking updated ones just to see what has changed because we do change. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if I have, like it's come up on the ranking um, because I realized I wanna be closer to him, like physically. I wanna mm-hmm. hold his hand more. I want to like hold him more like I really do want that proximity before it was strange to me but also because of how I like I feel, he was he's so like a sexual person mm-hmm. that if he touched me I'm like always gonna be on and if I wasn't there like I don't want it I don't want to be touched it's like no but also I didn't understand where that was coming from so I had been molested at 12 years old um but I didn't remember. I had been way before that. You blocked kid. it out. Yeah. I completely blocked it out. Thank goodness though. Mm-hmm. Because, um, how could you live thinking, you know, like trusted adults could do certain things, but to children. Yeah. Especially in a, Church environment, exactly right? like in a religious, you know,
0: that's you know, a whole nother tangent. Like, we could go yeah. off on like that. So,
1: for me, like, physical touch and sex was like taboo,
0: is an aversion, mm-hmm.
1: even though, yeah, I met my husband at 15, yeah, I had a kid at 17, you know, it's but like you really were ex- you were detached, it. you were expressing it completely differently. Yeah, I like, I always like had sex and felt intimate because I felt I had to do that, like, as a partner, as and an, an obligation. obligation to that. Like, even he asked me, like, what made you be active, like, so early on with me? And I was just, like, in my, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, in my head, I'm, like, okay, you're older than me. And also, like,
0: this I, is what you're used to. I, I felt to like I out.
1: needed to, yeah, like, be able to supplement. Otherwise, somebody else will step in the yep. in the place and, like, take over. And I'm, like, oh, I can't lose this guy. Like, I, I want to make sure I keep him and not, like, trap him, but keep him. Yeah, That was my thinking. Obviously, I'm fucking stupid. Like, I, who does that?
0: You're not stupid. You just were I unaware. I sure was thinking she, like that, but you lie. were unaware. I wouldn't call it stupid. Like you just yeah. were not exposed. You didn't have the information. You didn't have the tools. So it's not yeah. stupid. You're just unaware. I mean,
1: stupid has a negative connotation, but that's how, you know, that's, that's
0: still like how I, so, but that's like ignorant has a negative comment, connotation. But, that's but like what literally was. this that's definition of ignorant is yeah. a lack of knowledge. Not knowing. Yeah. And that's,
1: you know, and I think about it and I'm like, when when I answer that to him, he's like, why would you even think that? I'm like, ask me again, why I would you like, ask me like <laughs> I ask the answers now, but that was how I initiated, like just being physical with him, hmm. but it was like, okay, let's just have the sex, you know, like just have the sex. But in recent months that I've been working and uncovering the trauma that I had sexually that I didn't remember. Um, it's opened up a different kind of intimate level now. Yeah. Like definitely, like I'm more like on him and talking more about sex. And I'm like more expressive. And I'm like, no, I don't want that now. I want this instead or whatever. And so it's, I'm, I guess, more just physically like just open. Like I'm just open to everything, to be honest. But more the physical, I noticed more because it was like the last thing I wanted to do was like hold hands or mm-hmm. like like you whatever. didn't like to be touched and now I'm like I miss you like come here what are you doing and he'll just be like what like, I'm working I'm dirty I'm like I don't care I'm
0: here I want it now, now. now. it's so That's interesting because I have like um I feel like I've always been a sexual being like you know this I've told you before mm-hmm. like my grandfather I grew up he had like panties all over the walls <laughs> love all the women he's had sex with The pictures of them like right before he had sex like I've always grown up with like sex being okay all right. and so I've always been like nurtured to like you know embrace your sexuality it's perfectly fine be good with it but also on the flip side I feel like because that was my mom's dad she was always like I felt some kind of like um the church you got because my mom is the one that put me in church right and my dad comes from a, a church family as well it was just like you know don't be promiscuous type of thing uh-huh. so it was just like the juxtaposition that I had to figure out in my brain and so here I am an adult fully like sexualized I'm comfortable with who I am I've gone through all the pitfalls of like teenagerhood and like who's your virginity relationships etc and then my last relationship completely tore me down like I have no self-confidence in the bedroom in like what mm-hmm. I look like like So when I get to my next partner, it's like I literally have to do so much like self-talk and like work to be like, girl, you got this. You're sexy. You're beautiful. Like, it's just a confidence thing. Yeah. And and it's like where where I was before I met him. And it's just like you never notice it happens because it happens slowly over time. Yeah. The little comments here and there. And it's just
1: like, what? But that's
0: the words of affirmation, right?
1: Like it wasn't words of affirmation. There were words of hurt and pain that were there to diminish you. Mm -hmm. And I was actually going to ask, right. So. Do you think that the love language you receive is the same one you feel comfortable with giving to others? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we receive because I know people and I say that because I know people that are huge gift givers they give amazing gifts but they do not like receiving them like hmm. I can give them a gift and they will never use it so and I'm,
0: that's annoying to me because I'm like but wait isn't that your love language like or is it not so what do you think about that so for me as I said my receiving love which is quality time 100 percent um but I feel like I'm unique in that I can read people and feel like what they need in the moment that I can give what they need like mm-hmm. I can give acts of service I can give words of affirmation and that's just me like I feel like sometimes I ignore my gut sometimes I follow my gut okay. so like if like it pop if someone pops into my head I'm like I need to send them a text about this and if that's words of affirmation right you're doing awesome at what you're doing like I just do it or I'm like hey what's up let's go hang out hey do you need this I'll be there so I feel like it's in the moment because I don't think people realize Thanks that, that yes, what they need in the moment, but your love language can be this, but it's not what you need in that exact moment.
1: That also sounds like I'm hearing you talk and it, it sounds like how you are as an
0: educator. That is exactly how you <laughs> are an educator. Like,
1: you're not just like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do today. You're kind of like, I think my, my students need this instead today. Or I was going to teach this, this way, but no, I think I'm going to go, you're going to pivot
0: and cater to the needs in that moment. You go with the flow with that. That's 100% how I am as educator, which is why even when I had a student teacher, I made sure to tell her, I'm like, listen, I don't care who pops in this room. You do whatever you feel is right. You do not put on a show for anyone coming to observe you announced or unannounced because you can't control the kids. You can only control yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So if you feel like the kids need something in the moment, you deviate because it's what they need in the moment. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. I live my life the same way that I am an educator. So
1: it's, yeah, it just flows like seamlessly, like the way you are. And it's interesting you say like the kids and and we mentioned that like as educators, but there's love languages for children. Like there's a quiz that children can take, like teens Mm -hmm. especially. Around uh, 12, 13 is a good time to do it because like, as parents and as adults and and young teens lives it's important to know how they receive love. Yes, like some parents are so like about equality and not equity. That, that drives me crazy because, oh, I, I got you a shirt, so I got you one too. But if you didn't need a shirt, why am I giving you a shirt?
0: Exactly. Why like, didn't you give me like up. a starfish? That's not showing like, up. That's... Give me what I need. Give me what I desire. Yeah.
1: You're just operating out of fear at that moment because you're operating out of fear because you're fearful that that child is going to one day say, you didn't give me the shirt that yep. I wanted You did this for him and not for me. Like that's bullshit. Every person... And every child needs a different kind of level of attention. The same, it can change in the future. But if your child is a acts of service or physical touch, and just because they're a teenager and look weird, you're supposed to go hug them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go hug your freaking kid. Like just because it's not your love language doesn't mean it's not theirs. And sometimes we need to get uncomfortable to show people that we love, we love
0: them. It's not all about us. Mm-mm. I'm such a firm believer because, you know, I love I love the babies. Um, You know, I have so many in my family Mm -hmm. that I show them all the love languages, like from the moment they're born, because they grow into figuring out which one is theirs. But how do they know which one is theirs if they're not exposed to all of them? So it is like I am um, I guess I do it on purpose, but it's like innately in me that I literally I speak words of affirmation to them. I give them hugs like I literally do every love language. And then eventually when they grow up, they'll figure out which one is for them. Yeah. You know, like it's it's strange versus if you just do one, they're going to be like, what what if it's not theirs? They won't know any different, but they won't feel love. That's yeah. And that's important to remember, like
1: for, for those who do work with children or who work with even older people and you're having like communication issues that's the reason why I even read the book mm-hmm. um William Chapman I think is yeah name. I think that's his name um he's a pastor I want to say I don't know if it's William but I know his last name is Chapman I know it's Chapman Dr. something Chapman but I re- I read the book um really early on in my
0: marriage and I read it and I was like, oh, this is a good book. I wish, like, you know. My you know it's so interesting? It, Which but... book did you read? I didn't know there were different versions until one Christmas. My mom legit gifted all of us one. She, gave like, gifted the single ones, the couple Gary, ones. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. I'm like, I knew it was a one. Gary Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I'm Jerry curious Chapman. to see, like, what does the, the single version say versus what the couple's version says versus mm. what the teen version says? Because I only ever read the singles version. Because at the time my mom gave it to me, I had just broken up with my college sweetheart. Mm. And so I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I understand. Like, it brought me out of my depression funk, actually. Because it helped me understand not only the romantic relationships I had been through, but just every relationship, familial, oh. or friendship. Like, I was like, oh, that's why this person reacted like this when exactly. I did this. like, All right, exactly. like, let me just adjust. Like, I get it. Why would I, why was I mad? I was mad because this is how I received love, but they clearly don't receive it that way. I thought I was doing this, but it didn't come across that way. And I feel like when most people read the book, they're only looking at it from a romantic perspective.
1: It actually helped me a lot with the very close friendships I had. It helped me understand my parents a little around that time when I read it the first time. Not so much my marriage, but I was hoping... That my husband at the time would read, not at the time, not
0: your husband, when you were reading <laughs> that I read
1: it, that he at that time that I had
0: read it would read it too. <laughs> I um, knew what you meant, but yes, but we talking about that.
1: Um so fast forward, I think I read it like eight years after I had read it the first time, and he read it too. We read it at the same time. Hmm. So it was a different level of communication and
0: interpretation. Okay. That's such a blessing, too, that you both read it together because my mom not only bought it for her children, she bought it for my father as well. Did he read it? No. See that? And see that's it, right? Like, that's you the, guys had such a different experience. But at either. the time we
1: read it, we were going through hell and we were trying to find different ways to communicate because mm. we both always, like, we've always known how much we love each other. But what our biggest issue has always been is communication. Yeah. So we were like, we got to work on communication. We were in therapy and we just picked up different books, actually. And that was the first one we did. Because I was like, I remember reading about it. He heard about it. So we were both like doing all these Google researches, like how to, you know, boost up the relationship and what are some books we could read. And we both read it. And he was just like really like shocked that he had spent all these years without like knowing what a love language was and what it encompasses because. Some people swear they're like just physical and that's it. But what about the physical? What, mm-hmm. Can it just get be, to the root of it? Yeah, can it just be intimacy, not not necessarily sex, but can it be sex and intimacy together? They could go, they can mingle together. Like it's just, it was a lot that we both learned, but it helped us communicate. So sometimes we'll ask each other, "Where's your love tank? Hmm. How's your love tank?" And like he's he's so brutally honest. He'll be like. I mean, everything's good, but, and I go, I don't want to a butt. And I'm just like, okay, fine. Just tell me. But I always ask, even if I'm okay, because sometimes we'll ask just to see where they are because you're not okay. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure we're both okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that question, right? Like some people break down if they ask you how you're doing and you're like, oh crap. Nobody's asked me that in a while. But yeah, I... We read that then, and I feel sometimes it's good to brush up on it, on the details. They get fuzzy, but also retake the quizzes. But also, I feel like there should be more than five love languages.
0: I feel like there are. So not only did I read the five love, love languages, I also read um, the four agreements oh, or five agreements. I forget what it is. The there's so the many four. different. Mm-hmm. No, but then there's, there's another one, the fifth agreement or whatever. Like, there's so many different uh-huh. versions. So I read the core agreements and then I remember coming across like other books and I'm just like, there's more. Yeah. Um, but actually in college, I took this, this course, it was called um, couples relationships. Ironically, at the same time, my college sweetheart was taking the class at the same time as me and we were obviously dating, but he took it because I was taking it. And he felt like, he felt like, like, I don't got to do work now. Like <laughs> I'm going to just uh... do whatever you going really to do. But I actually got a lot out of the class in terms of, not for myself, but in taking the class because um, there was only one book we had to, no, two books we had to read. But um, one was a textbook and one was a novel. The other one was called The Surrendered Wife. Wow. And the moment I started reading it, I was like, i got to give this to my mom. To this day, I she has the copy that I read in that class. Wow. And she just was like, the moment ago. she's like, this will never work. This will never. And I was just like, but oh, why? Just like stop doing it so like the the reason why it clicked for me is because you know all the women in my family are like alpha females mm-hmm. they handle mm-hmm. any and everything mm-hmm. like they coddle the men like everything is handled whereas in my life i want a partner and i feel like in some of the relationships in um, my family they're they are partners to an extent whereas i want a true partner And I feel like in other relationships in my family, the female legit just is in control. If something was to happen, the household will fall apart because she handles everything. So I wanted to give the book to my mom, like read it. Like what would happen if you just said, okay, I'm not doing it, you handle it. But it's so much of a tug of war and it's a level of comfortability. Like, okay, if I don't pay the bills and the bill doesn't get paid, Am I okay sitting in darkness? Am I okay sitting in the cold? Am I like, I know, but you know, it's tough because when it
1: comes to showing love or some people don't have those capabilities. Let's say my, my thing was um, gifts. Mm-hmm. But it's like, some people will say, oh, it doesn't matter how expensive it is or blah, blah, blah. Okay, it, it, what matters is the thought and the effort what if this person works all the time and their hours don't allow them to go to a store and pick it up? And then they're afraid if I order in a line, it gets to the house. She's going to open it up. She's going to see it. And then there's other things like, let's say even words of affirmation, like my husband struggles with English. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite of that. I, I don't struggle with words. He does. I'm going to sit here and be like, you don't love me because mm-hmm. you don't write poetry to me. You don't you know, dedicate this song to me because you're not big on lyrics, whatever. I can't do that. That's so selfish of me. But can I expect him to say, um, maybe one day, oh, I I love what you said. Yeah. I love what you said. It's like, well, you picked up on my words, but you're listening to what I said. That's words of affirmation right there for my attention. Right. So you see my heart, but like, I feel like like in relationships, it's never going to be like that a hundred percent, like, um, Like partnership or teamwork because Mm -hmm. what you have, I don't. That doesn't mean I'm incapable, but you're going to be much more efficient at it. Yeah. Like if we're gonna send, if I have to send an email to somebody or we need to communicate something, he'll be like, send that email because he knows
0: I'll be able to do that better. Be able to like um say the right things. Like say it in a way where the message
1: will be clearly delivered. Well, I might say, listen, I try to negotiate that load for a certain amount. They were not having it. What should I do? And either consult. They'll tell you what to
0: do, but then you will like articulate it in a certain way. Yeah,
1: right. But like at the same time, there's things I can't. So like, I know that I could, but it won't be, it won't come across correctly. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll say, you know what? I need you to call and negotiate that deal because you're going to be able to counter it better than I can. I haven't, I haven't had that exposure. Yep. Even if I get exposed to it, I'm not, you're still I'm not, not good at it. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like we both have like, you know, our capabilities and our differences.
0: I mean, imagine
1: his love for primary physical touch. And that was like the last one on my list.
0: Huh. Like the fact that you guys are overcoming it is just like, that's love to
1: me. That's, that's, that takes, that's, that's, that's yours, It's 18 years. Years, you know of working it out and also getting to know ourselves but it took like 13 or 14 years before we read that book like together
0: I had read it previously but also at that time it didn't hit me the way did it actually it did. like me I, I wonder that. if I reread it now yeah well my frame of reference would be my frame of mind like I just Absolutely. everything would be so different
1: I mean, you're different since the last five years. So yeah, it would be. And there's some things that will remain true to you because that's that's how we are.
0: Hmm. Five years. I feel like I almost read it 10 years ago when I really think about like how long I've been out of college. Yeah. I feel like it's almost been 10 years since I've taken that quiz, read it. I almost want to do the Myers-Briggs again, like for my personality type. Like I did it not too
1: long ago and I was a little
0: shocked. Were
1: you? Why? just because you do get in your head that you're one thing you box yourself in, you lock yourself into like a category or something. And then you realize you are operating out of that and you're struggling with something. And then when you finally like let go of all that conditioning and boxing, you're like, I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then you realize when you let go of that person, you make room for better stuff
0: because we're hindering our growth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting though, because I feel like, um, innately I've always known who I am. So when I take these tests and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I know this. I know this. The answers come back. I'm like, yeah, I know this, but it's not how I feel when I'm talking to someone. Right. So mm-hmm. like my output is always going to be the same because I know who I am, but I allow other people to make me feel opposite. Or feel differently. I've always known who I am. That because you have the strong intuition and mm -hmm. when you like put it on standby is when you have the Mm doubts. Like even when like I know I'm in a bad situation and like mental abuse, physical abuse, whatever. If I take the test, my answers are not going to change because I know at my core, I know who I am. My my answers are not going to alter because I'm in this situation like I could see if like I guess like I guess that's the difference between like someone who's weak-willed and Mm strong-willed I've been strong-willed my entire life I know exactly who I am so even in like the world I may be moving this way Mm -hmm. I always know this is not who I am I know it's like a shell of me I know this is like a zombie version of me it's not me got it so if i take a test if i do this if i do that the output is always going to be the same because i know who i am even though i may not necessarily be acting accordingly in the in the real world and for me it's the opposite Hmm. and that's why your your results change yeah because
1: i change a lot Hmm. i change a lot not who i am i think I mean, a lot of people that I, I see like since like high school, they're like, oh my God, you were such a mom then, you're still such a mom now. Like I'll like not limit myself, but I know like this two drinks is my limit. I'm driving, I'm not doing this. Like I'm like, I need to get home. Like I'm very particular about like routine or rules or whatever. Um, I know how to have fun, but I'm never the person that passes that, like it crosses that line. Mm-hmm. So I've always been that, but when it comes to like the personality type or things like that, I change a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I change a lot because I, I, I learn so much. I go with so much and I've had so many different phases happen so quickly to me while I was growing that I always expect a change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's probably why I change my hair so much. Why every time I do my nails, the colors are so different. Just because I'm constantly, it's like a forever evolving like, journey. Like It's always different.
0: I don't think what changes for me is me. I think what changes for me is people's perception of me. Like I've been called a party girl. I've been called the smart girl, but no one ever sees them together. They always see them as mutually exclusive. So, yeah, I'm always, like, well, like down to have a good time. Let's turn up. Let's take shots. But no one ever is, like, oh, she's smart drinking water at the same time. But I also feel like it's because that's my business. I know how to drink. I will turn up and take all the shots with you. And because you don't see me drinking water, that's on you. But, like, <laughs> I am off to the side drinking water. And I just – I feel like it's just a lot of it is perception.
1: Well, even self-perception, right? Like, I – I'm always very curious about what I'll be in the future. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm always going to be changing. There's some things that obviously stay to your core. Like, I'm, I am not like,
0: I'm not big on the whole party scene. Mm-hmm. Um, well, me either, right? But I can turn it with just me and my friend. chilling it in my house. Like,
1: yeah, I can
0: legit, it could be me and one other person.
1: I don't I don't even know what to call it like I'm big on like I've always wanted to keep it classy mm-hmm. and even before I had my kids and before I met my husband I was never like trying to sell my business to anybody mm-hmm. I was always low key like Friday night 7:30 p.m. don't call me I'm in bed I'm
0: watching my TGIF oh my like, god that's so me right like just but because people me. perceive me one way like you're always out you're always whatever I feel like they feel like they can um, text me or call me all hours of the night. Meanwhile, most people that don't know me don't know that I'm legit in bed by 9, 9.30. I get up at like 4, 4.30, like every single day. So it's like they perceive me as being like a bitch if I'm not responding to them. And I'm just like, I'm just holding my boundary. That's crazy because like,
1: I, I don't know, I... Like, if you reach out to me and one day I have my phone and I'll reply, I reply, but if not, I'll like, say tomorrow. Like,
0: and I'll never apologize for it. But that's something I've really, really had to struggle I'll for. I'll never
1: apologize for that. I love it. Like, I really should. Really 911, baby. 911. I'm sorry. Because let me tell you, people swear, like, if there's an emergency, listen, if you can't do anything about it but worry, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You're wasting
0: my time. You're going to call me to worry me you're done. See, and I'm not a worrier. I'm an executor, right? So I've That's always been bad. that person. I can, that. I can't you do can that about call it. me at any point in the night I'm picking up. Like I'm, I'm that family member. I'm that friend. You can call me like, what's up? What's wrong? Because <laughs> for me, there's always something that I can do, right? Like mm-hmm. there's always something that I can do to help you, whether it's like talking down or if there's always something in my mind that I can do. And so when I started setting the boundary, putting my phone on like, do not disturb or mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. or doing that. And it's just like, oh, well, you're different. You're changed. And I'm just like, no, I'm exactly the same. I just have a favorites. <laughs> and my favorites are my best friends <laughs> and my family. Yeah, yeah. But the, the problem, um, which I learned in my previous relationship, when people know how to break through your do not disturb, they're breaking through your boundary. And... I started putting my phone on silent. But who is that hurting? Because for me, I like to be available to my friends and family, right? Got it, got it. Um, I put my phone on do not disturb for him because I didn't want to be woken up because he was out doing whatever. And I didn't want to be woken up with the fuck shit, right? But at times I miss like crucial calls from my friends and family. Mm. And I'm just like, because of this, I couldn't be who I am. Ah, got it. And I I'm just like, it. it's not
1: me. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I feel like, I don't know. I feel because I live with my kids and my husband that, um, I have everything on silent at night. Do not disturb, even throughout the day. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm gonna record a podcast, or I'm gonna be working, or I'm gonna take a nap. Just Do not disturb. And my husband will say, oh, you were taking a nap. I'm sorry. And I'm, he's like, put on do not disturb you do realize you're on my favorites. So like, it doesn't matter. It comes like, through. It, it doesn't matter. Like when you have certain people on it and I don't care if like, I don't know, for some reason it didn't go through for whatever reason you call again, I'm gonna answer because like he's a truck driver and I'm you never know what bed. can happen. But I'm like, while I'm sleeping at home with my whole family, my phone could die. I don't care. I'm not charging it. Cause I feel like, what can I do? Something happens so bad in the middle of the night I can't do anything Mm -hmm. because now I'm exhausted. There's nothing I can do. I'm going to not be able to sleep well. We broke the, the night. And for what reason? Like, there's nothing there's like, for me, there's just like, I can't, I can't function well enough to be there. And there's been times where things have happened. And I wake up in the morning and I find out about it in the morning. Okay, I'm rested now. I can help you. Mm-hmm. But like at two in the morning or three in the morning when things are happening, there's absolutely nothing I can do for you. Like Nikki's trucks, and when we lived in Florida, one of his trucks got in a really, really bad accident. And it was completely total loss. They had map vehicles that were total loss that it was a really bad accident. Um, and it happened like at 3 30 in the morning. He had his phone for like the first time ever on silent not do not disturb mm-hmm. silent that's that's when you
0: really Dude, don't want to be
1: bothered when he looked at his phone at like six in the morning that we all got up to go to work and whatever he was like i have 33 missed calls like five voicemails he was like what the heck is going on and he got in touch with the driver The driver's not supposed to be driving at that time. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be sleeping all throughout the night. But they used to like parking at 7 p.m. And then hauling off later, like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. We're like, that doesn't, for us, it didn't make sense because you're parking really early and then you're going to get to these locations too early. And then it's just going to extend your trip rather than park, go home. So he decided he would take that that shift. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to work like that. I don't know, two o'clock or AVR shift, whatever. To me, that's always a very dangerous time because something happens to your truck. It's hard to get somebody out there, help you with a flat tire or whatever. Yeah. They're going to charge you an arm and a leg too, because it's an emergency call at that time. So they're going to upcharge everything. But long story short, what could we have done at three thirty in the morning? You went through that accident in a whole other state, mm-hmm. like four states away. We're not 911. Thank you. Know we are the business owners. We're responsible to know what's happening. We, we should be aware. But there was nothing we could do at that time. Absolutely nothing.
0: It's so interesting, right? So I feel like I embody both sides of it, and I didn't realize it. Um, well, yeah, I didn't realize it until I was dating my college sweetheart and literally people be calling me my friends all hours in the night like about their guys or whatever they're going through now I'm picking up an answer and he's like are you fucking kidding me right now like he, <laughs> he's like so like over it and I keep calling my college sweetheart we're not together anymore but he's like one of my best friends and so there was a part of our relationship when we were building our friendship after our relationship because we were friends before we did it so we were um, rebuilding our friendship after the, mm-hmm. the relationship ended and he used to be like if you're busy, why are you answering the phone? I'm like, because I didn't, I didn't want you to think I was ignoring you. So that was something I had to work on. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to let the phone call go. Yeah. It's not always an emergency. So that's part of it. Right. So now I'm just like, okay, during the daytime hours, it's whatever, I don't have to answer. But if you call me back to back, I'm like, something's wrong. I'm going to answer. If you call me two, three times back to back, I'm like, I have to answer the phone. Like something's going on. Like I do exercise that like I'm not going to answer if I'm busy doing something, Mm -hmm. but in the middle of the night or two, three o'clock in the morning, I'm always going to answer because, um, I don't know if it's the people pleasing part of me, but you saw in my most recent, what happened to Mm -hmm. me in my previous relationship, my family is always on no matter what time you call. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I get it directly from them. Like Mm -hmm. I called all these phones, someone answered yeah. and then when I got in contact with that family member then another family member got in contact like, someone yeah, always into the farm mm-hmm. and I was like I feel like it's just I, I don't know if it was ingrained in me indirectly like it was never yeah, told absolutely. to me oh, yeah like, oh yeah but it was always just like be available and that was for me the breaking not the breaking point but like the one of the like turning points in my last relationship because you know my cousin that I like helped raise from afar yeah I answer the phone whenever she calls, I don't care what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care where I'm at, I'm answering the phone. And even if it's just like, I'm like, hey, I'm out. She's like, oh, I didn't want anything. I'm like, okay, cool. I just needed to know from my own sanity mm-hmm. that you were good. So the one time she called me my phone was on silent because he didn't want to hear my phone ring in the middle of the night. I missed the call when I called her back. She was like, I called you, I was crying, this and this happened my heart broke because yeah. i've never not yes. yeah. any time yeah. in my life been there for her Oh, um, yeah specifically her yeah yeah and i was just like i'm i don't i don't care what you think at this point point. Mm. and from like i just i don't know like you're you're in your mind you're like oh i can't do anything at two and three a.m in my mind i'm like there's always something i can do yeah there's always well that's what
1: that's why we work so well because we're just like total opposites so we like one, we bounce ideas off of each other. We learn from each other and we see things, you know, from different perspectives, mm-hmm. but I've always been that way, but also because I've never been able to count on anybody, hmm. you know, like, and so I'm used to that already.
0: But I think that's why I am the way I am, right? Because I can't that. count on people. So I want to be the peop- I want to be the person people can count on. Mm. Like mm. if I can count on someone, it's going to get thrown back in my face in some way. I want to be the person that you can count on. I'm never throwing it back in your face. Yeah. Like, I I think a part of me is like, I've been able to count on these people. These people, you said, oh, yeah, you're going to help me. But it wasn't like without condition. Right, right. And so between the two, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm being there regardless. I don't want you to ever feel like how I felt in this situation. I want you to feel like this. Yeah. and i'm trying to figure out what the healthy boundary is yeah right now for me it's easy right because i don't have kids but what happens when i have a spouse and and, and children
1: i <sighs> feel like my spouse will hard.
0: understand right because i feel like in my last relationship it was just like oh my god I it. it was always an issue and i'm just like but if this is who i am and this is who i am to these people in my life why does it bother you why the phone rings, you're going to go back to sleep Well, maybe seconds. they weren't
1: like the reliable ones, you exactly. know, like that, that also becomes like the thing. So like, like people call us, but they know when, like if something, obviously if something happens at two in the morning, like, you know exactly we only, when you call, but we only, I think have one call one time and it was like, yeah, it was definitely like a Friday night. It was mm-hmm. a Friday night and it was like one 30 in the morning at two o'clock. And it was like, um my husband's grandma had passed away mm-hmm. so they wanted to let him know and I think his mom just wanted
0: to hear his voice for comfort on her own yeah but at the same I was like see And in an like, in, in instance like that I mean, if someone died at 2am my family's not gonna wake me up out of my sleep one they're gonna they're gonna call. they're gonna wait till later in the day yeah. when I'm up and they're gonna make sure they're hey what are you doing before they even let me know something's wrong, right? Hey, are you by yourself? Like, you know, asking like, questions, yeah. Before they deliver the information, right? Like, they're, they're not going to call wake me
1: up with that that's because there's. Listen, if there's nothing you can do to change the situation, that's why I feel like mm-hmm. people expect a certain level of attention. Um, and it's just I don't know. For me, like I've had situations where I'm sick. I need to go to the hospital. But my husband's away. He's working, and I have a two and a three-year-old at home. Guess who I have to pack up to go with me to the ER? Mm-hmm. My children. Who's gonna see me the pediatric unit so they can be comfortable while I'm being seen because I have the worst freaking infection or the worst fever, or whatever's happening with me. I was never able to call anybody. Never felt comfortable enough to call I anybody. It. So I hate like, that. Will you can I call me now? It. You can
0: call me now. That's what
1: I'm saying. Like at this point, like I. I am like a solution-based person. That's why if I can't do anything to
0: change the situation that makes you feel bad, I'm sorry that's happening. Like, well will know that. <laughs> I am that friend that like, <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Like I don't care how drunk I am, how high I am. I am. <laughs> like if there's some kind of something going on, I immediately sober up. I don't know what it is. Like if it's something ingrained in me. It's definitely shock. Um, like, it, like, say I'm drunk and then people start fighting. I'm like, you just blew my entire pie. <laughs> like, I literally sober up. I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. Now I'm like legit sober. Like there is no more going, I could be like stupid drunk. If people start fighting, I'm like, because I don't know if it's an alert thing or like yeah oh, Definitely, that biggest nurse said, "Oh, you're on, you're on alert. You know, yeah. like you gotta make sure you're protected." And I, I, feel like that plays into so many aspects of my life, right? So I am that friend. If you call me in the middle of the night and you need me to like come get you, yeah. like I will throw on clothes and come get you. Like I'm the emergency contact of so many of my family members, one because of vicinity, but because they know I'm reliable
1: yeah like they know
0: I will come get their kid and if someone says something to me I have the educational background like sit the fuck down
1: see but I you know what it is I think a lot of people have taken my independence the ability to do so many things on my own for granted that they'll never ask me if I'm good never ask Hmm. me do you need anything never never expect me to be down and out That if I'm down they kind of panic
0: Hmm.
1: like no 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 everything's gonna be okay like no, it's like no. I know it's gonna be okay, but right now I feel like it's crap. not okay. Like right now, I just feel like crap, and I want to feel like crap. Actually. And that's why
0: you need those people in your life <laughs> that will allow you to let me feel, feel like it. crap. Let me feel And then build you up when you're like, all right, girl, you've been feeling like crap for like a week. What's yeah. up? What's the solution? How are we working through this? Yeah.
1: I mean, also, I have huge boundaries, and people consider them like really big walls. And I'm like, no, they're, they're not walls. They're boundaries. I. I just also like, I, there were also people that don't respect your boundaries. Well, of course. And the thing is like, if I don't, I'm not a big, I don't want to hear bad news. So I know that if somebody's calling me through the morning, it's not good. good. So I'll wait and get my rest because 911 should be called. 911 should be called. Mm -hmm. And I, I have woken up in the middle of the night and felt like connected, like something's wrong. And nothing's wrong. Thank goodness has never happened that way where it's like so wrong. But then in the morning, like I'll be talking to my husband, like, yeah, like I woke up around that time too. And it's like, you know, you're worried, you're concerned about certain people. So maybe they weren't feeling well. Maybe they were thinking Mm -hmm. of you, you know. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like at that time, nothing good is out in the street. So for somebody to be calling me at that time, like I tried my best to never be out in the street at no freaking one or two o'clock in the morning. That's just not me. So that to happen i just i don't know but we have to you know learn people's languages their boundaries respect them because we expect that we expect people to know our love languages and respect our boundaries does everyone have have that
0: expectation i feel like everyone doesn't have that expectation oh yeah we oh yeah i think everybody has them even if they don't i think they accept them they they have them and that's how so like i know that i'm like oh yeah i have this i have that and I let someone cross it. I'm like, oh, did I have it? Yeah. Was I aware? But Was this actually a boundary? Because for what it makes me do is reevaluate like, oh, that wasn't necessarily a boundary, but this is.
1: Well, the thing is, a boundary is knowing what your limit is to accept and not accept. But you're not in control of what other people do or Mm -hmm. don't do. Like you could say no and they'll still cross the line. Now it's how you're going to respond to that that's going to really you know, impact your relationship moving forward or just how you are, what you accept or don't accept. Or maybe that wasn't your limit. You thought that was your limit. Maybe there is a bigger limit or they really crossed a line that's completely unacceptable. That's no. So yeah, I mean, the boundaries are like imaginary lines and we hope that people don't cross, but sometimes they're going to cross them. And it's up to you to move your boundary or not right you can move on you're the you're the one you're only in control of your boundary but not how people i find that as an
0: empath i have struggled with boundaries i'm like i i justify why this person crossed my boundary ah you know i'm just like oh yeah you know it's okay that they did not it's okay that they did this but i understand why they did this
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's a certain level.
0: But it's not okay because you still cross my boundary. Right. And, but I I'm understand. making it seem like it's okay for you to do because I justified it and you're going to keep doing it because I never called you out on crossing my boundary.
1: That's a recipe for disaster for a yep. narcissist because they're going to assume they can do it again and again and again yeah. instead of, oh, they, under- they love me so much. They're willing to understand and forgive me so that I can do better, be better. But what they do is continue to push that boundary. What's crazy is because let's say you forgive it once or twice, when it comes around the third time you don't forgive it, you're the monster.
0: One, you're thousand the monster. Percent. I
1: can't believe it.
0: You know, you're why the would monster. You do this you're the me? liar. You this never happened. You don't have a
1: heart because they really expect it, and that's the whole thing of expectations, They expected that you would keep extending that boundary. But that boundary was already crossed way too far before. Yeah, so so it's times. like you're you're living on borrowed time and now you're at your end and you don't know how to handle it. Well, that's not a love language. That's your narcissistic tendency. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, coming back to the love languages, I really want to take the quiz again. I wanna have Nikki take it. I'm interested. Like I'm intrigued it.
0: I want to have a significant other that can take it. (laughs) But it's important on
1: your own. But also, I wish there was a way to know,
0: you know, giving versus That's what I say all the time. I feel like I've had that conversation with my mother so many times when we first took it. I'm like, listen, you don't feel like we appreciate you because you're giving off what you receive. And that's not okay. You have to give off what other people receive. Right. Like, you can't just assume, like, hey, I'm doing this because this is how I'm loved. Right. That's cool how you are loved and how you perceive love. But if you're giving off the same thing that you receive, it's not going to work for everyone else. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that.
1: Well, I can't wait to know what your love languages are. I'm going to take it again.
0: I'm going to take it again. I feel like it's going to be the exact same thing because... I feel, like I said, I feel like I'm the same at my core. The, just the, um, the rationale behind it might be different because Um, of my last relationship. I feel like I knew I wanted these things prior to, and I knew this is who I am. And now I feel like, because I was deprived, I'm thirsting for those things. So I legit feel like there will be, they will be exactly the same, but in my brain, the rationale is different.
1: Well, I think physical touch is going to move up for me on my
0: ranking. I 100% think physical touch is going to be like number two for you.
1: <laughs> now I wonder what's going to happen to words of affirmation. Because I think quality time still is up there for me, for sure. I think
0: words of affirmation will be two or three. Maybe three. I really think physical touch is going to be number two. I don't know. They might be equal. Like I feel like you can be, because like... um. Depending on how you express physical touch. Exactly. It can be quality time.
1: You know, I also wonder how many of these quizzes are there? Like the variations. Like, is it the exact same quiz I took before? Right. Exactly.
0: Or if like I always click singles. If I take couples, is that a different quiz? If I do like yeah. teenager, because is the that questions different are different. Quiz? Yeah, it's
1: supposed to generate the same thing, but the questions are different. Like, oh, when your partner does this, you know, that's the kind of thing. And I'm know. not in a
0: relationship, so I'm like does it change based on the relationship I'm in? Because yeah, if I had wow. taken it based on our previous relationship versus the relationship before that, the outputs might've been different if the questions are like, hey, when your partner does this, how do you react?
1: No.
0: Completely different.
1: Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know. But stay tuned because we're going to find out what our love languages are and you should too.
0: Yes, go take it. <laughs> Google, Google is your best friend. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I hope you guys have been enjoying our crossover series as much as we enjoy recording it for you. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram. You can also follow Lily on Instagram. You can follow everything Lily at Lillian underscore La underscore Altura, which is the author in Spanish. If you want to follow her podcast journey, that's True Lessons Podcast on Instagram as well. And don't forget, she's a life coach and she has a school. You can also follow that on Instagram at Empowered Majesty Team. Check her out and keep listening. See you soon.